0: Sean Hannity Show, more behind-the-scenes information on breaking news, and more bold, inspired solutions for America. Live from the Hill, our very own Jamie Dupree with the latest news from D.C. All right, he's the most connected man in Washington, D.C., on this Wisconsin primary day. Uh, Jamie Dupree is with us, sir. How are you?
1: All right, how about you today? What's the matter with your voice? Just a little uh, little I uh, sick and, and some uh, uh, listen, the spring I've had allergies this... and more than that. So, yeah, you know. You want me to talk more? <laughs> no, Just that's okay. want me to warm <laughs> up <laughs> here as we
0: get going. You know, funny story. Um, When I used to do a lot of book tours and a lot of public speaking, I'd do three hours a day radio, one hour a day TV, and then I'd give an hour and a half speech, and then I'd do a long book signing. In three days, my voice is gone, and I'd use prednisone, which is a very strong anti-inflammatory. It's a steroid that reduces the inflammation in your vocal cords. My doctor says it's the worst thing in the world. Don't ever use it, but um, it works, and um, uh, but I wouldn't be able to do a tour without it. It just doesn't work. I know a lot of singers use it, too. Um, no, all right, well, we'll try and...
1: I'll try and fill time for you if you need it. Uh, (laughs) No, you don't don't have to do that. I find that it it starts slow, and then it's like a diesel engine, then it keeps going and going and going. Obviously, today, uh, trying to figure out where, you know, look, 24 hours from now, we'll have a much better idea of where we're headed in both of these races. But it is an important day, I think, for both parties, not only in what exactly occurs with how many delegates they win and more, but the narrative, as you and I have spoken about so often, can be important uh, as well. You know, uh, tonight, uh, certainly, I think if Donald Trump were to win, uh, then then I, I think that that would just be an avalanche for him in that sense, because he's not expected to win. He's supposed to lose in Wisconsin and more for Ted Cruz. Even if he wins tonight, I still uh, say that you cannot then jump to the conclusion that. That this is a, a huge defeat for Donald Trump and everything is going the wrong way. It might signal some trouble later on, but in two weeks he has some very favorable ground in New York, as you and I have discussed, and then he has other states that he can certainly win. There's two two months to go. But that bottom line at this point of delegates is certainly very important for Trump, and everyone tonight that does not go to him makes it that more difficult for him to get the nomination.
0: Yeah, well, if you want to look at the numbers, I've been going over this. Um Trump is 737. Cruz, if you include the Colorado, North Dakota unbound delegates that he's got committed to him, is at 475, latest number I have. Um, There are 757 bound delegates left, 99 unbound delegates, meaning delegates who, according to their state rules, they can choose whomever they want before or during the convention. So there's going to be a big fight for those. You pointed out that Cruz has a much better ground game, so it seems, And the Trump campaign, although... I
1: assume they're playing catch-up at some point. If they haven't, they will. Well, there was Um, an interesting story on Politico today, I don't know if you read it, uh, about the Trump uh, sort of behind-the-scenes and how they they have dropped some of their organization in some areas after they've moved on from the voting and more. And it sort of fed into the narrative that we have discussed about uh, the Cruz people having a much better organization on the ground and being ready for some of these things and the Trump camp not not being there. And, and again, I don't want to overhype that because it can be erased with a few wins by Trump on a Tuesday as we get moving here in the next few weeks. But if if that's the case, if Trump really does not have a lot of that organization in place and it gets down to a delegate by delegate thing, I do think it raises red flags for him and issues about where we go in this race. And I'm not saying that that means that Ted Cruz wins or anything like that, but it certainly does give him a better opportunity to pick up those uh, extra delegates and extra votes. And then that feeds into the narrative of, wait a second, this isn't over. Cruz has this chance to win. He has the chance to come from behind and, and Trump is having problems. Then again, in two weeks time, we can erase all of that with one big win for Trump in New York. And we're back to the mode of Trump is the one who is on the way to being the nominee. If
0: if I had to guess, I'd say Ted gets the majority of of delegates tonight. But, you know, I'm sure Trump's plan for Wisconsin is, you know, can he win three congressional districts? That would be nine delegates that he takes away out of the 42. Can he win four? Can he win five? Um, And I, I would think that's what their strategy is. Then we get to New York. You know, latest poll has Trump up by 31. It's hard to imagine him not getting most of the 95 delegates there. So um, and then we're then uh, then it's a dogfight Then it's Connecticut, Rhode Island, Pennsylvania, Delaware and Maryland. That's going to be a dogfight. There's no way this I'm sorry, there's no way this doesn't go to June 6th, though.
1: Yeah, that's what, June 7th, that's what I'm starting to think, too, that, uh, well, I don't think, uh, realistically, if you run the numbers, I don't believe that anybody can get to that 50% mark, well, the only person that can is Donald Trump, I think, realistically, and I don't think he can do that until that day with California and the other states. The, The way the delegates are selected tonight is much like we've had in a few other states, where there is a pot for winning statewide and then the individual districts, and if you go back to Missouri, which was on the 15th of March, it was a state that Trump only won by about 2000 votes, I think it was 1,700 or something like that. But because right. most of Cruz's vote that night was centered in one or two areas of that state of Missouri, actually Trump did much better in the number of delegates. Now, maybe we see that tonight for Cruz. Uh, because certainly he has an advantage in the southern part of the state that Trump does not, or at least it doesn't look like in it In the right Milwaukee
0: now. area, I would expect
1: it's going to be, a, a, you know, probably two to one cruise, right? Yeah, and, and, and the only way for Kasich tonight to win any delegates, I think, is the second district, which is the one around Madison, the University of Wisconsin area, where I, I could see Governor Kasich having some votes there. I don't know that he's got enough to win a district, but if he's going to avoid a shutout tonight, that's the only place, Sean, where he has the advantage tonight to, to try yeah. to win any delegates. I think a lot of
0: this and a lot's been made. Reince Priebus did an interview and he talked about that the party chooses the nominee. And, well, I just went to the GOP website and they they laid out what the rules are and what happens in a convention. And they have five little points that they make. One is that the Republican Party has a convention to determine the party platform. Now, when you stop right there, that brings up the issue of whether or not Rule 40, where a candidate to be considered would need a majority in eight states, you and I have discussed at length, whether that will be applicable this time, but I can't imagine that Trump and Cruz, who will have their people on the rules committee, are going to allow that rule to be changed because that would open the door for, you know, the the third, the the savior, if you will, or another candidate. That's what John Boehner has been suggesting and Carl Rove has suggested. I don't think, not on the
1: first ballot. You're not going to be able to have, some, uh, you know, an outsider Not on the, on first, the first ballot. ballot. But I'm after that, here, it's wide yeah. open. But the
0: problem is Rule 40. Do you need a majority
1: in eight states to be considered for the nomination? On the first ballot. On the first ballot, yes. But not after after that. Not after that, you don't.
0: But if if you have Cruz's delegates and Trump's delegates unite in terms of writing the rules, then you've got to to assume that they will unite in at least that one area.
1: That would prevent others from being considered. Yeah, but again, I, I on think future you're, ballots. I, no, no, no. they're no, writing you, the rules. You're not able. You, you cannot do that on future ballots. On all ballots, there's no way you could do that. But wait, but the party platform and the, the what they do at the convention, they'll vote on the rules first. Yeah, but I, I can't. I can't foresee anybody uh, shutting it off. I mean, if you could do that, then you could rig the race to say that only two people are allowed to get the nomination, and that is that would not be. I don't the know if that's the rigging convention. the race. You know, a lot of people would argue
0: that the majority eight state rule was put in place to rig the race so that Ron Paul couldn't compete.
1: Well, it was. It, it was. Uh, but what I'm saying is, I think it only applies to the first ballot. I don't think it applies after that. That's well, why anybody that were... can come
0: in. But I thought rules were. I thought all these rules were on the table. That's where it gets complicated, right? Well, sure. I mean, every single rule can be rewritten
1: for, for this convention. That's, that's eighty percent of the, of the, that's the delegates there.
0: If eighty percent of the
1: delegates are Trump Cruz delegates, I would assume they could put in whatever they want. Uh, they could, obviously, uh, but it doesn't mean. I, I mean, but if you're going to argue it that way, then we can say that anything could happen at any time, and we don't know what it is, and we're unable to. I, I just, I'd be surprised if Rule Forty applies after the first ballot. I thought it was just at the at the beginning, and then after that, once everybody is unbound, I, then it's wide open. See, this is where it gets so complicated because
0: if if, for example, Karl Rove talked about having another person that hadn't run come in. And Mitt Romney's strategy is that way. And John Boehner has mentioned uh, Paul Ryan and Scott Walker in a private meeting mentioned Paul Ryan. And you have talk show hosts saying, I don't care, I'm never Trump, I don't care who they pick after that. And unfortunately for all of them is the people that went to every caucus and voted in every primary. And after deliberating in their own minds who they thought they wanted to be their nominee, if if they have more states won and more votes, millions of more votes and more delegates and they get passed over, i think what's not factored in by these people that have their grand scheme that they're going to drop in the savior consensus candidate is that
1: they're going to piss off everybody that voted. Yeah, for one i just, of the top uh, again, two candidates. i just think that that's so far away and so out of so and i i just don't see that happening right now. I know it's it's great to talk about and it's great to bring up and it's great know, to but think about this. We we're, we're now at the
0: point where we we both agree that this, the only day that this can be decided is probably June 6th, the last day of the primaries. That's California.
1: Well, in, in terms of voting, though, that after that, right. certainly certainly, uh, I would think that Donald Trump has the opportunity after that to bring over people. So in that sense, in that sense, yes, that's the last voting day. But certainly Donald Trump can uh, bring on other delegates after June the 7th as we roll toward Cleveland in the actual convention. His work of, of bringing people onto his side who are unbound or from others uh, certainly does not end on June the 7th though But doesn't that reek of potential corruption
0: in other words another what, what you're is saying being that offered? you're saying that Trump is going to be corrupt and bringing people no, on No I know I'm saying that who knows what's going to be said to what delegate at what place and what they're going to be promised and yeah, but that's I know true the RNC right is one of the rules say that they're transparent but I mean to me it's I think anything that results if nobody gets to 1237 if anything results, then other Trump or Cruz getting that nomination, it will be deemed corrupt. And depending on how close they are in the delegate count, if one has a significant lead over the other and the leader doesn't get it, it's going to be viewed as corrupt.
1: Um, that not, sense? If it's, not if it's voted on by the convention, it won't be corrupt. I'm just telling you how are the voters going to perceive it. Their candidate
0: has more states won, more delegates won, more votes, and that guy loses?
1: Right. Um, I I just think you and I are looking at this from a completely different view. My thought is, is that if the Republican convention convenes and the delegates go in and they decide uh, whoever they decide on, uh, I'm not I don't see how that is, quote unquote, corrupt when it would be the delegates who were voting to do that.
0: You know, this is getting too complicated. All right. Let me move on to the Democrats. The Sanders campaign. You want to
1: talk about irony and fun?
0: Now they're planning for a contested convention. I have to go learn all their rules.
1: Yeah, I the, the difference obviously is is that uh, with only two candidates it makes it a little more difficult to get to that point. When you have three or more, you can certainly spread the delegates out. Now, I certainly see what they're looking at. Uh, they have had they've got a winning streak right now. They're moving in the right direction. But it just seems like they're still a long shot. For example, tonight, even if Sanders wins, if it's another narrow win, he's once again not going to really gain in the overall delegate count. And then you get to that point of where he can still go on. He certainly has enough money, but I'm not sure he's just at that point where he can really slow Hillary Clinton. But again, the narrative is important. A win for him there, and then he's got a chance in two weeks in New York, that would be a big, big deal.
0: Yeah, uh, it's going to be an interesting, fascinating night. There's no doubt about it. All right, you need to take some honey, sip some uh, some tea. Well, I hate sipping tea, don't you? That's uh, awful. It's awful. It's the that. worst. I it's can't awful. stand it. Yes, it's just terrible. Well, here's another suggestion that I really like in terms of a hot drink that's good for your throat is Lipton noodle soup. It comes in a box, not chicken noodle soup, Lipton noodle soup. And what you do is you, you boil four cups of water. It's very salty, tastes great. And the noodles are great. It'll fill you up, make you feel great, and it'll help your throat. Roger that. I'll give that a shot. It literally, it it, tomorrow. Once you boil the water and you put it in, put the the stuff in, it takes three minutes. It's a piece of cake. All right. We'll see you, Sean. All right. Jamie Dupree, the most connected man in Washington, D.C. And I'm not, I don't know where I put my.